Hey there, how's it going? My name is Mark Fig, and welcome to the Hobbyist Hangout Podcast, the podcast for the hobbyist in all of us. Whether you are a collector or a longtime hobby haver, <laughs> that sounded kind of weird, <laughs> or something you're just dipping your toe in or looking for a new hobby or potential new love of something, you're in the right place. This is where we talk about all the different type of hobbies that are out there, things we're collecting, and things that we love. We're taking a little bit more kind of lean towards stationary and journaling type stuff recently as last time we talked about notebooks and what makes a great notebook and what our favorite notebook looks like. And then, of course, today we're going to be talking about pens and our love for these things because there are a billion different types out there, some that are super cheap, free in most cases, depending if you're paying or maybe stealing them from your local bank. Um, And then you have the more expensive ones that go up that you're finding and purchasing. So today I'm going to be sharing with you some of my favorite pens, ones that I've fallen in love with from the very early beginnings of finding out that not every pen is made the same, all the way to some of the more fancy ones and some cooler ones I've had the great honor of working with and experience with over the past few years. As we get started, I want to let you know there's two main ways that you can help support this podcast. If you didn't know, I'm doing this all on my own, friends, just like all of the other social medias. But there's some great ways to do this. And I didn't want to make this a paid podcast as much as I think that's a cool idea. I want this out to the masses. There's no reason to to gatekeep this type of fun and excitement. But there are two great things that you can do to help support this podcast. The first is ratings and reviews. Depending on what podcast platform you're listening, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, we are on almost all of them, I feel like. Make sure to drop a rating and review and let me know how I'm doing. Let me know if you're loving the content and what you think about the podcast. The other way is one that I actually just turned on. I was iffy about doing this one at first, but I thought, why not? If you really love this podcast and you want to throw a few extra pocket change coins at me, I just opened up a monthly donation that you can do over at anchor.com slash hobbyist hangout. I'll also put the link for you in the show notes down below as well, but you can donate whatever you want uh, towards the podcast. I appreciate it. As a part of that, any new ratings and reviews that I see come in or any monthly donations, I'll give you special shout outs during our future episodes as we go on. So without further ado, let's talk about these amazing things. Pens, pens, pens. It's all about the pens. We've used these probably our entire lives. You probably have some that are your go-to. You probably have some that you've evolved from. I know I definitely have. We'll be talking about that in just a second. It's really awesome. You know, Much like notebooks, pens have personalities, and I didn't realize this until much later on in my life. If I think back to when I really became a big fan of pens was definitely when I moved into school because you're using pens more and more. It elevated even more when I moved into bullet journaling and um, using that for full-time work because the way that you write the pens that you use It's the same thing as those notebooks. You're putting out a personality to the world. You're letting someone know, I don't give a rat's butt about, do I have, can I curse on this? I can, it's my own podcast. I don't have to ask that. A rat's ass about any type of pen that I'm using. I don't care what people think of me all the way to, yes, I spent a lot of money on this pen and I want to let you know about it because I'm fancy. There's all different levels of pens as you go through. And, you know, the earliest one that I remember using where I felt very fancy. And I was looking around my studio for one of these and I couldn't find one. The, the closest one I found is the the Vision Elite, which is just kind of a, a normal, really cool inky pen though. 
but there was a needle vision elite and you've probably seen these before in your entire life they're just like that little metal tip needle point it scratches beautifully across your paper when you write with it and they always look so fancy to me and for whatever reason anytime i used one of those needles i was like oh i am look at my handwriting looking so fancy as i'm writing on this scrap piece of paper <laughs> and you know you definitely saw them around the office or around school and if it didn't have an owner you're looking at it going I mean, is anyone gonna see me take this pen? <laughs> and then suddenly you have a brand new pen in your collection. It, it was just something that I just really felt like elevated and maybe enjoy writing because writing isn't always fun, depending, especially when you're in school, if it's something you're not writing about. And now I feel like we write even less because we're mostly just typing things up. But depending what trade you're in, it makes a big difference. I remember even back in the day, uh, one thing that I started to pay attention to over time, and specifically when I started bullet journaling, was my handwriting. I'm a lefty, so it hasn't always been great. But something I actually wanted to emulate was my dad's handwriting because growing up, I didn't know you could do this, but he used to only write in all caps. And he always had these cool inky pens and he was always like writing stuff down. And I was like, that looks cool. Like that looks awesome. So when I started a bullet journal, I made the decision to only write in all caps. And then since then, I don't, it feels weird when I write in lowercase letters. But I remember also growing up, I wanted to be an architect when I was younger. And I started to pursue that a little bit more, just kind of the art and the math that really threw me off that architecture path. But going through museums and looking through drafting papers and you see the architect's handwriting and you're just like, that looks awesome. So I was always really impressed by that type of thing. I was like, yeah, I really want to be that because then I can write with cool pens and write in all caps. But then you realize when you become an adult, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> you can write in all caps if you damn well please. So thinking back, I'm like, okay, what's the other type of pens that I used to use that I really loved? And early on, before I started to actually think about spending any amounts of money on pens, because for me, again, I was finding pens, I was taking pens, I wasn't paying for them. It felt like going to the store and seeing like a three pack of pens for $15. I was like, hell no, I'm not paying $15 for three pens. That's ridiculous. And now I'm like, oh, $65 for one pen? That's a great steal. <laughs> but the one that I used to use the most, I, I had to actually look it up because it's a promotional pen. It's one you've probably held 100,000 times. You might even have a drawer full of them, but they're called Archer or Archer 2 is what I found out they were called. And they're, they're really cool looking like curved pens they're usually like a dual color it's usually a white barrel and then the clip on the top is colored and it's usually to like match a brand so usually you'll see like a bank or a small business that will have those promotional pens they want you to take them I don't think they tell you that, but you they want you to take them so you have their brand with you everywhere that you go. But I used to use that pen all of the time. I used to have a little small stash of them from all the different companies that I would take them from and be like, look at my awesome pen stash of free pens. It was like a, my first collection of things, I feel like, when it came to the pens. They used to glide across the paper really nice. They had great ink flow. They were reliable. It was just a click pen, so nothing fancy had to be done. And it didn't matter if I lost it because, honestly, who cared? It was a free pen. I would be a little bit bummed because I really liked that pen, but it wasn't something that I was like, oh, my goodness. I'm really mad at myself that I lost that pen. You could always go to like your local store and they'd have them out on the desk and you would take one as you left. It wasn't that big of a deal. But as I started to get a bit older and as I started to focus more specifically with bullet journaling, that's what led me down this path of pens. If you've ever seen the background of my YouTube videos, you might see like my hive keeps that I have that is like my full pen collection now. I've definitely come to love 
different types of pens. I come to take recommendations from people and see like, hey, what pen are you using? Do you like using that? What is it that you love? So the first one that I can say that was definitely influenced on me, and I have a feeling we're going to be doing a little bit of influencing on you today as well as we talk about these pens more and more, was actually the pen from Muji. I didn't know about Muji until I started bullet journaling and seeing more people use them. But you've probably seen them before. They're the clear barrel. They usually have Muji on the side. There's definitely a ton of knockoffs of these that use the same like frosted white color that you see on them. But most of the time they'll have the top, which is going to be the color of the ink. And I'll say 0.38 or 0.7 or 1, depending on how thick the top of your pen is. And I had a huge collection of these. I've definitely lost more and more over time. I have them like stashed away like a little squirrel around my house. Like every desk probably has at least two or three of the Muji pens in them because that's how much I use them. They were relatively inexpensive. They had different sizes though. And I love that. And one of my favorite things more than anything was going to the actual Muji store. When I used to travel more for work or go to conferences in New York, it was a must do I didn't care about anything else. I was like, I'm going to Muji. And I would go to that Muji store and walk in. And I was like, oh, you make more than just stationery. That was my first time in there. I was like, whoa, you make more than just stationery. It's like a whole household product store. And then it's like stationery, beautifulness. And I'd run over there and be like, what do I buy? All of it, obviously. I buy all of it. But you would just see this sea of pens and colors. And it was just so fun. And it was really awesome. And like I said, they worked really, really well. I loved using them. And it's difficult, I feel like, to replace a pen that you love. But as everything tends to go on, you're like, oh, I'm going to try this pen. Or now I don't love that one as much. Or maybe you run out of pens. That happened to me a bunch where I like used all of them. I was like, oh, crap, I need to go buy more. And then you're like, well, maybe I want something different now. Maybe I want to try something that might be a bit different. So there's a bunch of pens that I've tried over time. You know, I also will just throw this out there. I've had a great opportunity running the Men Who Bullet Instagram account and website and YouTube to have pens given to me as well. A handful of them will actually be as a part of the conversation today because I don't know if I would have ever tried them on my own. But now that I have, I'm like, oh, yes. But one of the pens that has been my go-to, my ride or die. I've been talking about this one for the past few years, and it is nothing really fancy. It's actually very basic, um, but it's a Uniball Signo DX. Uh, 0.38 is my preferred uh, pen tip size. It's a nice fine point pen. It works really wonderfully. It is incredibly reliable. That, what I think is most important about all the different types of pen is that they have to be reliable. And this pen is it. And you can buy a box of them for like 10 bucks. And it's like, I don't even know, 12, 15, 20. I don't know. I buy big boxes because that's how much I love them. I have them all over the place. They've kind of replaced the Muji for me. And that's exactly what they did. Because when I started using this one, I was like, oh, I don't need the other pens anymore. They can go away. I can give them to my kids or take them to work. They become the pens that I let my coworkers use when they ask for a pen. They're not using my good ones or losing my good ones. So the Uniball Signo DX, that's my jam. I absolutely love it. It's been a fantastic pen. I use it all of the time, all of the time. And now that I've been using that one, like everything else in my arsenal has been like something fun or something that I just want to try out. I will say the fine put pens are my weakness. That needlepoint pen, I don't even know what size that was. Like, that was my weakness. I personally have always been drawn towards fine tip pens. And one of my friends on the internets, Jess from Pretty Prints and Paper, 
we share an, an, a kinship for different types of pens. And she actually was starting to use a really super fine tip pen, uh, 0.28. Which I'm like, damn, that is tiny. But it was from this brand, uh, M&G. She told me I had to order them from like some site that I usually don't purchase them from. Or AliExpress maybe is the one it was, I think. But she was like, yeah, here's the link. And I was like, this site looks a little shady. I'm used to like my Amazons or just like Staples or Office Depot websites. But I bought it and it is incredibly fine point. Like like too much fine point. I never thought that I would ever say that in my entire life, but incredibly fine point. What I found is actually really difficult to write with. I'm so used to that 0.38 or even a seven where you can really see the ink and it glides nicely. Because it's so fine, it is almost like writing with a needle on a piece of paper. So it scratches a little bit more. It's a little bit more friction on there. And personally, my experience with these also is that um, it doesn't really keep a line. Like sometimes there's some skipping in the ink. So if you're ever looking to try a pen and you're like, oh, this could be kind of cool, you could definitely check them out. I just don't know that I necessarily recommend them as much as I would something like the Uniball Signos or even the Muji pens. Like those are really great pens. I also became a Uniball ambassador how long ago? It feels like a while ago. And that's been really awesome for me. First of all, just the fact that I was asked to be an ambassador and use pens that I already love so much. Like I can't say anything like bad about it at all. It's actually a fantastic way. I feel like to be able to share and recommend different pens with you. We talked about the vision elite before, like the needle vision from Uniball that I used to love so much. And a while ago, they actually sent me more of these vision elite pens. And I see these a lot. These are always in the different uh, stationery stores and office stores and things like that. What I love about these is how inky they are, which gets a little dangerous depending on the type of paper that's in your notebook or that you're writing on. An inky pen, while beautiful, can be dangerous because you can either have bleed through if it's just too much ink on the page and the paper really can't take it or a lot of ghosting. That's always my biggest thing on. I don't love that. I talk about that a lot in my videos uh, that I do. I, I just don't love ghosting and seeing the pen through the other side of the paper. So some of these inkier pens do that though. They really soak into the paper and then they look super dark on the other side versus the Muji pens or the Signo DXs. You can see them like a little bit but because they're fine. It's not, it's not as bad. And I really liked those as well, but they have some other pens that, that I have in my collection that I actually go to a lot. I will tell everyone about this pen for my entire life. And I, I don't know if this is really considered a pen, but it is. It's the white gel pen from Uniball. It's also Signo. Broad is what you'll see on there. I was on the search for the best white gel pen for a long time. I've thrown away all my other ones except for this one. I Actually, that's a lie. I haven't thrown away my Faber-Castell ones that they sent me, but those I feel like are more like markers than pen personally. But this is the pen. I have a coworker of mine who was writing out invitations for their wedding and they were like, I need something cool. Like, what's a good recommendation? And myself and another coworker were like this gel pen. The Uniball White Signo gel pen is the deal. And I love this. And I especially love this, too, when writing on dark paper, especially like the Archer and Olive Blackout paper, or there's other brands that have blackout paper, and even craft paper, it always looks beautiful on. I have so many of those white gel pens because I'm terrified that I'm going to run out of them sometime because they do... Definitely run out of ink pretty quick, but they're so opaque. It's it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it is an absolute beautiful thing. So I love using that pen. 
as I've grown up and kind of matured with some of those things, not to say that any of these pens are immature. They're most certainly not. Like I said, I'm still using my Signo DX every single day, but I've started to explore and experiment more with other types of pens. And I'm not saying that all of these are expensive. In fact, many of them are not expensive. Some of them are still kind of inexpensive, but there's some that I love and some that I haven't necessarily loved. So when we talked about those fine tips before, for a long time, I thought this is my deal. I will only write with fine tip pens. And so any type of pen I could find that was out there, I'd be like, I need to have it. So Pilot actually has another pen that I like. I don't want to say I love it because I just maybe haven't spent enough time with it, but it's the Pilot Juice Up. If you've ever seen or seen those out in the stores or stationary stores, they're really nice. They're a nice click pen little click there, but they have like a needle point. I think this one is a three is the one that I have in blue. And it's, it, it's a good pen. It definitely works better than MNG one that I talked about before that one. I'm not so much a fan of, but if you like really fine tip pens and different colors, pilot is just a well-known brand, right? I don't, I don't have as many pilots as I felt like I should probably have being a pen fan, but, um, the juice ups are really nice from a nice tip standpoint. They're really nice. They write well, but it is a really fine point. And I know a handful of people I've seen out in the community that use juice ups all the time. I'm sure there's thicker ones than this, like really fine one, but I was like, show me your finest pen. I don't mean expensive. I mean, your finest tip point pen was the smallest I can go without it just writing with like ink on the tip of a needle. <laughs> there are a few pens that I have in my collection that I can say were definitely recommendations from others. And I was like, okay, if you say that it's good, then it must be good. Or ones that I've seen out there that I'm like, oh, this is made by a brand that I know. It must be good. So for a while, I was a big fan of the Sharpie S-Gel pens. So if you are a notebook fan, bullet journal, any type of notebook writing, you know that Sharpies are not your friend. They will bleed through any type of paper, regardless of how thick it is. But when Sharpie came out with the S gel pen, it was like, oh, okay, brand that I know, brand that I've used my entire life, now all of a sudden has a gel pen that I can use inside of my notebook. Now, the one that I got is a 1.0, so it's a pretty thick tip that's on this. I don't know if they've made any finer tip ones, but they worked pretty well. It had pretty good coverage, but I think for me, what turned me off the most about it was maybe how thick it was. It was just way too thick on the page, especially when I'm used to using like a 0.38 or something like that, but they write really well. They have a nice dark ink, so I can't say anything bad about it. I know some people love them. Like, I liked them, and then I was like, nah, I don't love you so much. Gotta go away. The one that I have tried, and this is probably the same thing. It's funny. I'm like looking at these now going, oh, it's a 1.0 pen. It's like, that's the tip. It's a really big tip on it is the Pilot G2. This is another one that I think people go gaga over. They absolutely love. They have like a bazillion of these pens in their drawers. It's kind of like the opposite of the Uniball Signos. But the Pilot G2 is another one that I have that I definitely have used for a few weeks to see what it looks like. I think it has a beautiful, nice black ink. But it's kind of the same thing where I'm like, but do I love it? <laughs> and I think it keeps coming down to like, I use it for a whole week and I'm like, I don't know that I love it. It's like, am I trying to find a pen that's going to replace my Uniball Signo? Not necessarily, but I'm always down to try something new. So this is another one that is highly recommended. I know a lot of people like, but for me personally, I just didn't like it, but it is a, it is a good one nonetheless, I think. Again, I used it for like two weeks and then I was like, I want to go back home. <laughs> the other one I've been using more of, this is uh, mostly because I've been using Rocketbooks. Uh, I've talked about Rocketbooks, I think, before. If you haven't, they're reusable notebooks that you can wipe clean. 
And the way that you do that is actually using the friction clickers. They're erasable pens. These I'm iffy about just because I've used other erasable products before and I didn't love them because any type of extra heat, it's gone. It's gone, gone. But the Frictions are pretty cool. I always want to say Frictions because it's F-R-I-X-I-O-N. Is it Frictions? Friction? Friction is probably what it's supposed to be just because friction helps get rid of it off of your paper. But this is another one. It's funny. This one's from Pilot. I never realized that. Just like I don't have a lot of Pilots in my collection. And now over the past three pens I've talked about have all been Pilots. <laughs> but the Friction pens are really cool because they're another click pen. They come in a lot of different colors. And on the tip of it, it looks like an eraser, but it's not. It's actually the friction part of this that erases the pen. So it really is kind of heat. I guess that makes these pens go away and erase off of your page. And in the rocket books, you have to use these because otherwise you put permanent pen on those pages and you're done. These are really nice because you can also wipe them away because the material, let me, I gotta say this for the right reason because you can't wipe it off of a notebook paper, but the rocket books are made out of like a plastic type paper that you can erase off of or wipe off of. You can't wipe off a paper notebook. But these are kind of cool. I've definitely liked using them. Um, this is a 0.7 is the one that I have. I think all of mine are, because every time you buy a rocket book, they come with a pen. So I think they're all 0.7. What's this one here? Yep, 0.7. They're all 0.7. So I have a handful of 0.7 friction pens that are neat. I definitely think they're fun to try, but something I've heard both with the rocket books and with others is too, is that that starts to fade because of heat. So if you leave your notebook in the car, I've heard with rocket books that happens, you leave your rocket book in the car and it gets really hot, it'll erase your pages, like back to the future, erasing the picture. <laughs> like that's what happens, it disappears. And I would be devastated if that happened to me, absolutely devastated. So when it comes to those, I've definitely tried those out before, some things maybe for you to try or explore for yourself. The friction pens I have to use though because I use the rocket book. So it's like, yeah, using them out of necessity, not necessarily because I want to. I just don't love, love them. You know, like you gotta love, love them. Speaking of pens though, that I do love, love, there are a handful that while I don't use them every single day, I still have become a really big fan of. So the first ones I'll say, I don't think are expensive. I think they're probably a little bit more expensive than some of your other kind of bargain bin pens, but are actually uh, these Sarasa ones. These are from Zebra. What I love about these is they come in a bunch of vintage colors. It's actually how I got introduced to these pens is because I saw another journaler using them and they just had these really cool looking colors. They're not just like your basic blue. They're not just like black. They're always like these charcoal grays, greens and purples and blue blacks as well. And they're just fun to write with. I actually really like the way that they write. These are a 0.5 millimeter tip that I have on these. And I use them every now and again. I keep them in the case. And that's probably why I don't use them as often because I want them to stay as a collection. But I did use the blue black one for a few weeks in my bullet journal and really liked it. They write really smooth. They last a long time. Nothing's drying out or anything while you're using it. And I think it's really cool. So always a big fan of finding pens that I like that become like specialty ones. So now that we've talked about a lot of the more let's say less expensive. Like we're talking like maybe you're looking in like the $10, $15 range. I want to start to move into some that are a little bit more expensive. I would even go to say a little bit more specialty more than anything else. 
The first one that I want to talk to you about is Baron Fig. If you are not aware of Baron Fig or haven't heard a lot about them, they are a smaller business. They have a ton of stationery, pens, office equipment. Their notebooks are what they're also most well known for as well. Overall, a fantastic aesthetic across all of their products. I absolutely love them. They talk a lot about making products for people who do the work. So as someone who works as somebody who is using a lot of these products. It's like an elevated design for a lot of things. Their notebooks are always fantastic. They have really cool theme notebooks. They worked along with James Clear with like their Clear Habit notebook. And they also come out with these really fantastic Squire rollerball pens. And I love them because they're so versatile from a standpoint of how they have them. You can buy just like the basic. They also will do special editions, which I've become a really big fan of. One of those special editions that I have is my all-time favorite is actually the Liberty from them. It is a brass pen. It's milled from actual brass, like one whole piece. It's actually inscribed on this one too, E Pluribus Unum on it. Some of the others are very similar and there's so much to love about this pen. This one specifically I love because of the weight. It's like, you know, when you hold some of those other like plasticky pens in your hand, you're like, yeah, it's a pen, whatever. This one, you feel powerful when it's in your hands. It has a really good solid weight to it. I also love it too because the way that it writes, the the ink from their pens, I think is specific. You have to buy their specific ones to use in these pens, but it is a beautiful ink flow on them. They can be a little extra inky if you have a thinner notebook with like 80 pound paper or even smaller than that, like kind of more expensive notebooks, you do have to watch out. There's been times where I had like a really, really cheap notebook and I used them and it actually bled through the paper, which is weird because like you have to really work sometimes to make a pen bleed through the paper. So if it's real crappy paper, it's not going to work out well. But for your standard notebook paper, the Loistrums from moving into like Archer and Olive, uh, Dingbats, and some of these other notebooks, they work just fine. They work really nice on the paper. I think they're great, but they are a little bit expensive depending on what you're looking for. Most of the rollerball pens are around $59 when you're buying them. And then when you get into like the special edition ones, they tend to get a little bit more expensive. Um, but overall, just a really cool pen. It's actually a twist to open. So you twist the top of it versus a click, which I think is just a really nice addition to what's going on inside of there. And then you can also buy refills for it. So it's not like some of the other plastic pens that when you're done with it, you don't ever come back to it. You just kind of toss it in the in the bin. This is one that you hold on to, you replace, you can fill it with blue, black, and I think red. I want to say they also had other ink colors as well, but it's just like a really nice mix, I feel like, of quality. I have another one from them that's a little bit lighter. Um, it was a nautical-themed one that they had, and this is made out of, like, aluminum, and it's totally much lighter than the other one. Like, here, I just put down the brass one on the table, and you're like, oh, okay, that dropped. This one a little bit lighter, but all works the same. It takes the same type of ink and is really nice, and I like it, too. I, what I like about all of their pens, um, I have how many of them? Oh, gosh, a lot, I feel like now. At least five or six at this point now. Now. I just like the way that they're made. I think they're really cool. I love that they can put different designs on them. I had one that was like Lucky or the Lucky Pen, I think. Um, so it had all these like Lucky symbols on it. And they're nice. They look nice on your table. They look nice when you're writing with them. They write really nicely as well. And so that starts to move into like slightly more expensive space. The last one that I want to talk to you about is currently my favorite pen. 
And I'm like, but you're like, Mark, but you said that the Signo DX was your favorite pen. That's my favorite ink pen, rollerball pen. I'm moving on and up into ink ball. <laughs> so Monte Verde USA is a company that I've had the opportunity to work with over the past few months. And they sent me a pen that has completely changed my outlook on fountain pens. And I told you that I wasn't going to talk about fountain pens, but I did tell you I'm talking about pens that are bridging the gap between fountain pens and rollerball pens. So they have a pen called the Engage. It's a top click pen. So you click it like you would any type of other pen, like the juice up pen or whatever else you're, you're using there. It doesn't have a cap. It's capless. And what's so cool about this pen is that it actually takes fountain pen ink. So this is what is changing my outlook on fountain pens and why this one has become a favorite of mine. So when you get the pen, you have an option of using cartridges with this or you have an ink converter that you can use. So you can suck up fountain pen ink the way you would in a fountain pen or get a colored cartridge and pop it on there and use it. And what's so cool about this one is that it doesn't have a nib or like one of those vanishing fountain pen nib. It has a regular rollerball tip. So it looks like all of the other pens that are out there. But what's different about it is that it takes fountain pen ink instead of your standard just, you know, ink refill. You can check out more about this pen specifically on their website, monteverdepens.com. I also have a bunch of these different pens over on my Amazon shop, ones that I'm able to find. If you wanted to find any of these over there, you can go to amazon.com shop slash men who bullet. I'll put a whole collection for you and link it in the show notes for you as well. But these are really cool pens. They're capless. Like I said, you can fill them with fountain pen ink. They actually come in a few different styles. There's like a rainbow retractable one, the demo. That's when it's like clear and you can see through it. And then the one that I have is beautiful. It's carbon fiber has a really cool design on it. Now these are more expensive on the Monte Verde website. They go for $95. You can probably find them on sale at a handful of places. And I'll be honest with you, that's an expensive pen, right? $95 for a pen is a lot. So I don't want to lead you astray and be like, oh, well, I had this opportunity to use this pen, but I wouldn't pay for it myself. The truth is, is that I would pay for this pen myself after having had used it. And that's the hard part about more expensive pens is that I don't know that I would normally do that if I didn't have the chance to actually write with it. But as someone who has had the opportunity to write with it, I can tell you that it is well worth it. So if you don't want to buy it for yourself, you got holidays coming up maybe you got a birthday, or you just want to treat yourself, this is a really cool pen. It writes wonderfully, and I love the fact that I can use any type of ink that I want in it. It's not just limited to blue, black, red, and sometimes you get like a green in there. I can put any ink that I want inside of here. And what I love about it is that it is truly a sustainable pen. Unlike some of the other ones you just dispose of, this one you can refill and use and use and use, and I just think it's a wonderful pen. And I'm absolutely loving working with it. It definitely is something you get used to because you're like, oh, this isn't your normal just ink pen. This is something that you're using fountain pen ink. So the fountain pen ink itself has its own properties. Does it work well on my paper? You have to kind of test it out to see what you like, but it's been really awesome to work with. And I feel like this is the top level of my pen collection and hobby collection here is that as I've moved through these, I started with free 
archer pens <laughs> that I was stealing from banks and other small businesses. I wasn't stealing them. They were giving them away, let's be honest. But then slowly moving into things like Muji, then finding like more reliable and easily accessible pens like the Signo DX, like Uniball pens. Well, like, they're just always out there. A lot of these brands are. But then you start to move in finding things that you start to like a bit more. Like I said, the Baron Fig Squire pens are really nice ones. Those are nice to give as gifts. They're nice to receive as gifts or buy them for yourselves. They have a bunch of cool designs. And then you move into something like this, which it might not be my most expensive pen, I think some of the fountain pens that I have are probably up there a little bit more, but this is one that I'm like, okay, this is totally worth it. Uh, you know, I get to treat it like a fountain pen, but I get to use it and and rely on it like a ballpoint pen, and and I really love that about this. If you have a good pen recommendation, one that you've used for a long time that you loved and maybe I didn't talk about today, please recommend it. I would love to hear from you. You can follow me over on Instagram if you want. I'll have an entire post up over there around pen recommendations. So you can follow me at Instagram at Hobbyist Hangout. And I also forgot to tell you that I have an email address. You can also email me, hobbyisthangout at gmail.com if that's something that you would prefer to do over social media. I'd love to hear about your recommendations through email email as well. And we'll talk about them more in the future. I won't leave you hanging on what's a good pen to use. So I'm excited to hear about all of the fancy pens that you're using and what you've loved to use over time as well. As we wrap up, just another reminder, we talked about it in the top of the episode. If you'd love to support this podcast, please leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast streaming service. And you can also now support the channel with a monthly donation. You can head over to anchor.com slash hobbyist hangout. You'll see a button down there. I'll also put a link for you in the show notes today. I hope that one of the pens we talked about today is going to excite your love for pens again and give you something new to try or even look out next time you're at a supply store. And as I mentioned, I'll also link for you an entire collection of all my favorite pens in the Amazon shop too that I talked about. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for hanging out with me on the Hobbyist Hangout Podcast. <laughs>